Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett. And if you can, can I ask a question? Have you ever, like, been to your local church and you just, you know, looked around the place and went, huh, this place is hell. But then you thought, oh, maybe I'm just overreacting. You know, it's not really that bad. And, and, and you know, yeah, they're conservatives, but they're, they're they're pretty nice people. You know, they feed the homeless and clothe the naked and, and make sure all the hookers have somewhere safe to go after they get done with their business. And then you just happened to hear something and it went, I knew I didn't like this place. That's kind of where some of our thoughts will be. Well, I I don't want to I don't want to assume. All I know we're going to talk about the church today, and uh, whew, yeah, 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 let's get to it. To it. Yeah. Shorty loves it. Yeah. Loves that I'm a dog. They don't want it. Yeah. They scared of what I know. Told you the budget. Yeah. I gotta get my own. Shout out my bros. This right here deserves a toast. I'm doing good. How are you, my good sir? Doing good. Doing good up here in the north part of the world. Of these United States, as you might say. Yes, sir. Actually, I say these states united, but it's the same thing. Oh, pardon me. You're right. You do. Oh, and I thought I had it, too. But no, I actually, that, I, just, I had never heard that before, like in that, so, and I, and I thought I nailed it. Well, you're good. You're good. You're good. You know, I... I I'm just a guy that kind of likes to, you know, blaze his own path and, you know, change his life the way he, you know, I just like to have my own thing, I guess. Yeah, I, I love that. And definitely even the way you say the day, like, oh, you just, you break it down in like a sentence that's very, it's like, oh, you might call it just simply satisfying. It's So, again, I'll give you props to that as well. Oh, you mean how, well, so here's the thing. I think you're talking about how the, uh. How when I do the podcast, I say, you know, if you're connected to this when it's released, something like that. That's what you're talking about. Um, no, I want to hear more about that. Actually, I, and pardon me if I'm incorrect. But I do like when you first heard, it's like on the intro or on the call, and you're like, uh, you say these states united again. Hopefully, I got that right. But then you say uh, on this day, you know, the fifth day of may or again i know i'm not going to butcher oh you say the day in the month in a way in a sentence form and you break it down like that in, a, in that consistent fashion it's uh it's pretty cool oh it's like oh like if simple. i said oh like if i said day 14 of month six yes something like yes exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. again it, it's it's like it, it it's kind of my own thing and and uh you Very know, cool. yeah, it's a simple thing, but it's really it's a it's a memorable thing. So I get it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's you know it's kind of you know how I just do my own thing and and you know blaze my own path, I guess I could say. And and I don't like you know, I don't like I don't like sounding like somebody else sounds or having something that looks like somebody else looks. I just don't I just don't like that. I rather. I'd rather kind of yeah. have my own thing and be my own person. You know, that's just kind of how I like to operate. That's amazing to, to stand on that. I definitely can uh, support that. I think that's a wonderful thing. And certainly, I mean, like, yeah, just that message right there, right, and boom, it's like a mic drop. <laughs> that's a podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. So the dog wants to say hi. Apparently she's, you know, hearing voices and, 
she's upset that uh, that nobody's speaking to her and leaving her out of the conversation. My dog is the same way. Yeah, you know. So let me uh, let me give time to the dog and then. Uh, okay, go to your bed. Go to your bed. Go go. Okay, and so now that we've acknowledged her, she will. You know, I have this. I don't. Well, so here's the thing. Let me explain this right quick. So my dog, she's probably pushing 10 years old at this point. Okay. And has never been by herself a day in her life, at least not for a long period of time. Okay. And not only has she never been by herself, she's never, like, been locked away for a long period of time. So now that I'm trying to do all this, you know, new stuff with, you know, being this, this, whatever I'm trying to be. And I try to, I have to go and put her in a room somewhere, and she literally screams. My wife doesn't like me to say how I feel like she screams, but she screams like she's being assaulted. And and I go, dude, can you not do that? And I and I think she knows, in some ways, if she screams that loud, somebody's gonna come get her. And and yeah. you know, so yeah, it's 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 kind of a, it's kind of a thing, for her. So. You know, every time I do something. That's, that can be tough. Of course, dogs are one of the family, so I get the love that you have for her. But, yep, it can be tough when your dog has that kind of separation anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like how you said separation anxiety. Like, yes, that's what's wrong with your dog. Oh, I truly believe it. I've had a dog, I, have, I actually have a dog right now very similar to that. He's a, a, a rescue, and he is very similar to that. And luckily I have – uh, family nearby who can watch him when I'm not home and I'm out, which is a convenience. But at the same time, man, he is uh, he he's got separation anxiety for sure. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. So how have you been? Uh, I I, I um, last time we had a chat, it was pretty intense, and uh, I wanted to uh, you know apologize to you for any feelings that you might have felt targeted. Um, cause that was let me, definitely, let me just, let me just uh, thank you and say that certainly no further apology is necessary. It was a, an intense conversation and even one that I regret even thinking back on in mere simplicities. And I'm, uh, I will say, you know, again, it's uh, water off the duck's back. Certainly I, I'm happy that you, I'll even be happy to say, I'm so thankful you messaged me and we were able to just have a short dialogue about it. And cause truthfully, it was just, uh, again, I really want to just express that to you and uh, so i get felt the opportunity was there and uh and i'm happy you say thank you again even so um but again it's really nothing i those are just like the things like we were discussing even i thoroughly enjoy the back and forth and understanding the word dissecting the word hoping that this can even bring clarity and like you said hope to people in this time in this uh, tumultuous world we're living in where I think what you're me- just dig- again, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but digressing to your message, which is very uh, apt in today's world. It needs to be said. We need to bring awareness to things, to bringing more connection, to not targeting people, to living our lives in a more harmonious way, i.e. those type of smear campaigns of any regard really are, are good that's not good at all so um and, I, and we can go deeper into that but i just want to now that i digress back to you i appreciate you and definitely i'm happy to be here i'm super happy to be here so really uh you know again it's just i you know i consider you a brother and a friend and uh and that's i think those type of things will happen you know and it's just all good natured yeah and and i i i, I know you say no nothing else need to be said but i really felt 
uh, some type of way in in the manner that I might have offended when that was not my intent. You know, sometimes I don't care if I offend people, but you know, <laughs> and, and but in this case, I do care because my intent in our conversation is to more as I said, bring awareness to certain issues that are going on in the world and not, you know, beat people up about them. And, and, and so I like to, I think we can sit here and have a conversation and dialogue because we're both trying to figure out how we're going to, in our own unique way, conquer the world. And so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of good to, uh, to uh, make sure that we keep those lines of communication healthy and open, and, and especially going into the day when I think it's going to get even more intense than it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm certainly, uh, you know, putting it to prayer that it does not, and we'll see what happens. Definitely, I just know that again. It's, let me even just say, as like very much you said it, and this is something I I was definitely uh, aware of too. Even just in the midst of it, is we're just yeah, we're both very much. I love what you said. Is we're both in the process of taking over the world, or whatever. So that's just funny, and I love it actually. But in in some senses, uh, you know, again applicable, especially in your case, which you are doing such so many things. You're trying, which you you know, you're uh, you're engaging in many things in the community and within your not only with your community but in the broader community of the world trying to be in the popular conversation so again i think it's a, a beautiful thing i really hope the influence grows the you know you doing you as we said in the in the top of the podcast is just something that i think could flourish and really uh find its way into any even broader places so hopefully it does but at the end of the day again it's just great to talk to you i definitely am with you and i'm really super super happy you know just a, a real high-spirited way to hear the reciprocation of that Good, good lines of communication. Just the back and forth that right there was healing, and praise the Lord. And uh, and yeah, because we're gonna have we're just two strong, opinionated people. That's really where I was going with that. And certainly, I love the way you said it of the taking over the world thing. Yeah. So um, let 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 let's let's uh, what's on my mind today. So I've All been right. I've been thinking and uh, about because you know we've been struggling about what to go on here and. As, as much as we come together to discuss uh, mostly Christian ideas and ideals is, is kind of our shtick here. Uh, as me being the uh, person of access, I guess is how I can define myself. I change how I define myself every other day. And. Part of that is because as you evolve, you realize that probably what you thought about yourself yesterday makes sense no more. And uh, so now I kind of look at myself as, as I said, this this person of access, which is which is in some cases what I've always thought. Uh, when I started doing community activism, my, my mindset was to uh, provide access uh, to people things that they didn't think was for them or or in in worst case didn't even knew ex, didn't even know existed uh let me get that sentence correctly for all my english folks out there that's going to criticize me so in doing that uh bringing awareness uh, even though our shtick here is christianity there is a passage that says be in the world now, all the religious folks are going to go say, well, what's the rest of that verse say? Well, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about being in the world. And and so I think that 
the reason why I don't want to talk about the rest of it is because it gets glossed over that we're just supposed to be kind of on an island to ourselves if you're a Christian. But that's not what it says. It says be in the world. And so that, so that means that we're dealing in the yeah, we're dealing in the politics. We're dealing in the culture. We're dealing in various issues that's happening. We're dealing in, uh, you know, people and societies and identity politics and whatever the case. All, all, all insert all here because we are in the world. Uh, now, if you want me to just go ahead and, and just conclude it, that even though we're in the world, we're supposed to have a different uh viewpoint of it so we're just you know that's we're just kind of in our corner if you please or or have our own ideas and ideals or i, I i'm probably not explaining that at least not in my own head to where it makes sense but um the moral of the day is real quick just a really short so i think you're even what you're maybe saying to me even is like that we are supposed to be leaders in a, like a, definitely within our own community and having a this like in some sense, it's the, the strong sense of community. It's like Jesus said, love each other like I have loved you. And by that, they will know that you're my disciples to that effect. So that love right there is a huge example of the community of Christendom. And then as well as that being in the world as leaders. So I actually, I love where you're going with this. And so I just wanted to add on to that. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that. Um, oh. So I, I said that because... I want to um, talk about, I want to go global today, if I can, over to the continent of Africa, which as an African-American, that, that's kind of, you know, my shtick, if you please. Um, okay. Isabel Von Hagen is the person that I want to uh, 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 give credit to because she brought awareness to this. And the headline reads, How U.S. Christian Values Help Incite Anti-LBGTQ Persecution in Africa. Now, I don't know how much of this I'm going to get through or how much of this we're going to get through because, you know, when we get to yapping, uh, uh, things start to uh, get, you know, a little bit uh, long-winded. And, you know, we, we only try to stick within our hour point. <laughs> And we're already close to 15 in right now. But um, before I even uh, begin, which I'm trying to find you and text this to you so you can read it whenever you want. Uh, my, my thought process here is not, you know, this is not the view. OK, it's certainly not, you know, the talk or any of those other shows that are on those major networks where we just sit around and yap about conversations this is more about uh, understanding for me what I'm about is understanding what's going on in the world and then trying to work out how I and others who choose to follow in my ideas and ideals can impact change and 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 that that's literally where I focus my attention on when I when I read these stories. So what is happening now? How do I become a part of the solution? You know, does that make any sense? 
Oh, brother, first, definitely that was so, that was like, honestly, one of uh, a high compliment, honestly, is what I'm trying to get is like, that was like Jordan Peterson talking. It was rich, man. That was rich. That is like a mission statement of what you're trying to do, I feel like. I feel like that could be like listen back to written every written down very concisely and you can make a, the mission statement for it right out of that for what you're trying to do for i mean in regard to this this specific thing i completely understand it again it was just rich it was well said and i know i think that it certainly again i while i don't i'm kind of on the outside i don't have any idea what it's about except for that headline which is a grabbing headline it leaves you wondering and you certainly have a position Based on you know what you're based on your background and knowledge of this, I mean, I, and I mean you and the platform you have, absolutely. I mean, why would you not sort of uh, try to get in and see what you can do in terms of that? And I think it's a wonderful thing. Um. Well, and 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 again, I I please forgive me because I probably should have texted you this story so you could have it, and I didn't do that because uh. I literally looked up like, okay, so what's on our brain? Because, you know, it's not like we we have an agenda here in these conversations. I mean, we probably should, but we don't. And uh, it's kind of just what's going on. And before I even beat, you know, uh, anybody up over why we don't have an agenda, I mean, the world kind of, especially in, in, in what I like to do or what I consider myself as as a person of access uh, you you put yourself at the mercy of current events. So you know if if you think you're going to talk about you know uh, peace in the Middle East, but you know uh, God forbid a tower goes down <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning. You know if we were doing this show in 2001 and and we we probably would have logged on at nine o'clock to talk about. Actually, we would have had a plan. Because we we do these at nine o'clock in the morning, but on, on Tuesday nonetheless, which is you know kind of morbid to think about that. But you know we would have logged on to talk about something else, and and right as we hit record, we would have realized that your 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 hometown was on fire, and so at that point everything that we set out to do is going to change, you know, and oh yeah, and, and that's what happens when you you do these things and you're at the mercy of current events, and so. I think I've had a little bit more time to uh, have mercy in some cases on the media because of that, you know, as much as I despise them and think that they are, you know, sensationalists and driven to try to uh, incite some type of emotion, uh, mostly negative. But every now and again, they do a good job of, 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 of inciting positive uh or uh, ideas or reinforcements, if you will, from the from the masses. But you know, it, it, the moral is that they're at the mercy of current events. And and so that being said, I should have gotten it to you, but it just popped up as something. Right. We'll have a good dialogue about it still, and I certainly. And even if this just it proves to be some kind of run-in, because if you're especially if you're going to stick with it and through time try to. Um, you know, sort of in, envelop maybe a plan to become more involved. That, that'll be great then to uh, you know, to sort of just unpack it in this podcast, if you will. Right, right. So in Uganda, what happened was uh, they enacted new LGBTQ laws, uh, which of course has been met with fierce backlash. But the reason why I'm focusing on this is not because I'm. Uh, what you call an African-American. 
but because uh, a lot of these laws, activists say that uh, they are fueled by American evangelicalism. And because of the Christian church here in America, it has played a key role, uh, not just in fostering uh, homophobia in Uganda, but all across uh, the globe that they're, they're now blaming the church for this. And so when, when, when that popped up, you know, my ears perked for this piece of conversation, because that's what our goal is, is what kind of a message are we, you know, sending as Christians, not just around B States United or around our local uh, corners, if you please, but what kind of a message are we sending around the world? And I feel that uh, just to start the conversation off and, and, and kind of get, you know, right into the fire and start swimming, I, I feel that this is this is just blatantly wrong and mistreating people in this manner is just not something we're supposed to be doing. And and so let me just start right there because I know you're fueling. You, you're not fueling, but I know you got something to say. So let me shut up. Oh, yeah. And first of all, let me agree with you 100 percent. As out of what I picked up in there, I would agree with you 100 percent that discrimination and if things not to say like I could I could never say where it's coming from. But the the spreading of of discriminations and of you might even just say uh, hateful ideologies and uh, more or less just anything done out of hate or out of especially discrimination. So towards this group would be. It's just abomination. Like that right there is terrible and honestly unheard of. So this is why I would, if anything, we must look into this just to see what's going on and understand it further. I'm curious. And so the laws, I take it, certainly are laws against the LBGTQ. So that, and I'm just asking. I know it's a simple question, but that's is that correct? Yeah. So so what they're yeah. what 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 they're trying to do now is they're basically we're we're seeing around the globe. Where and even in these states united, where they're trying to put uh, LGBTQ uh, members in the same category as serious criminals, so they're they're trying to uh, fix it so that they could murder legally uh, gay people, like you would murder, you know. Um, the the Unabomber, or like you would murder somebody. Punishment, so they would get capital punishment. Yes. For a, something like that. Yes, they're trying. They're trying to fix it so that gay people can be subject to capital punishment. Yes. That is that is so unhuman. I'm almost appalled. I can't. I can't wait to read the letter to become more thoroughly informed and read the work that this uh this woman did. And props to her again for spreading the awareness. And I'm happy to be part of this conversation because that is just absurd. And I will even say, like, it did the, the a deeper the conversation is so deep. I mean, this is this is like something I, I definitely am going to read right away. It's, my head is kind of spinning, but I mean, because I mean, it's like, whoa, just like, that's, that's very serious. And it's, I mean, certainly, I, I guess I haven't read the article, but more or less, obviously, 
I'm, 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 I'm semi-appalled, you know, but, but at the end of the day, I just know how abominable people can be, and sort of mob mentality is a very real thing, it's so, it's something we need to, why we need to educate ourselves, it's why conversations like this, growth, and, uh, and awareness, and patience, you know, real, vir- some real virtues that, you know, that are based on building relationships, those type of virtues are so understated in our world because, and, I, and I'm digressing here, but I'm just saying like, this is, this is something I'm happy, I'm happy to be a part of this conversation on, even if you want to just sort of take the wheel, speak more about it. I'd love, like, what do you, uh, have you had much thoughts about sort of like what might be, could, what could be done about us? Like, obviously we're talking about it now and uh, I'm sort of thinking, like, is, is there, let me, let me ask this. This is, I think, the best question. Is there evidence that there is some kind of American-fueled, like, is this being fueled by, by the Christian evangelicals from America? Um, well, I mean, in fairness, the church gets blamed for everything, but, uh, I mean, there, there is, I mean, you can make the case for it. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It, you can now to say, oh well, you know somebody like a a Jerry Falwell who's no longer with us, or a Pat Robinson who just passed away as well. I mean, can you say that he did? I mean, the, these Pat Robinson literally was was right around the corner, was right around the corner at Regent and uh uh cbn christian broadcasting was it C- christian broadcasting network cbn that's where he was i mean his work was mostly uh globalized so yeah yeah you can you can you can you can if you look hard enough you can probably make a case that See, and this is actually something sort of anything right now, and this is sort of this is like superficial. This is on the surface. This is without knowledge and just under and true understanding. And again, just with the limited basis, some good sleuthing into some of these things. And I say, is obviously, even that question probe from a, from a Christian. I only ask because. I don't obviously believe in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I obviously mean we can, and we have talked about, uh, you know, you know, people fall away, you know, so more or less things happen. It's up to us to be level-headed, steadfast, and discerning things. And as well, like we discussed in prior podcasts, and and just to add to the awareness of, not become inflamed with passions to jump on the bandwagon to to ridicule someone or basically write them off or what might be relevantly said, to cancel someone. If they're, you know, just because things come out about them or whatever might happen, more or less, because certainly, you know, we all know that passage about let the one without sin cast the first stone and these type of things. So, um, but no, which is literally, which is literally what I had, which is literally, if I can quote right here, what I had focused on, I said that would be kind of the verse to center this around, which is in John eight. So I literally had, had the Bible open to, to like make that the, the centerpiece of this conversation. So, hey, man, we'll have to read it later on. Before we close, you'll have, you'll have to read it to us. That's awesome. I, I, I'm just shocked that that's kind of where you went. That That's kind of like, man, this Crazy is... Crazy yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's awesome. Um, So I do want to read this because I think, because you asked the question, what can we do? I think this, this right now is a moment of great awareness. Amen. Um, because, well, let me read this. Because in this article by uh, uh, what was what was this person's name? I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, 
Isabel uh, Van Hackett, I believe you said. Yeah. Also, oh, was it Asabella? Something like that. We're just going to say oh, Miss Van Hagen. How about that? Because uh, uh, I butcher names. It says right here, the Anti-Homosexuality Act, which President Joe Biden called a, quote, tragic violation of universal human rights, end quote. Watch this. Imposes capital punishment for, quote, serial offenders, end quote. And individuals who trans who transmitting I don't think they want I think that was misspelled who trans I guess you want to say who transmits infections like HIV through same sex relations. It also stipulates a 20 year sentence for prompting homosexuality. So so this bill says that you can get capital punishment if you continue to be gay. It also says that if you're caught, you know, transmitting infectious disease like HIV, which, okay, I can I can be a person who said, okay, if you're going around giving people AIDS and you know you have it and you're giving it away, because I know people all the time, I'm sure you you probably have heard something, I mean, you live in New York, dude, and you, you probably have heard of cases where people oh, knew they had it. Story. I'll call that a horror story, there is, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, so 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 I can, I can jump on board with saying, yeah, those people need to be shot, but here's the thing, they're not saying if people who transmit HIV because we all know that sexually transmitted diseases is not just a gay thing but they're targeting gay people in this so you know what if I could just say how flagrant this is is appalling how like you know and I'm not trying to like act I know every bill or all these kind of things but at least in America you know I'm not trying because like, even if like America, Canada, even like some of these first world countries have just laws that just I'm like what I can't even believe that become a law. And but when you look at this, if, if I'm saying this correctly, the Anti-Homosexual Act that is so flagrantly offensive. It, because then let me just first say, obviously, and I this is just only goes to say for the transparency of everyone listening, I firmly stand with the Lord and the word of the Bible and uh, the things that are spoken in the Bible in terms of how people should live and not sin. However, something of this nature is so hateful. And honestly, the fact that people are becoming targeted to such a, again, capital punishment, for again, and while we can nitpick about some of the even the twenty years, let's just let's let's go on this. The twenty years for inciting homosexual actions. That's that's not right now dive into the because AIDS is very serious. So we will like even just right now, just to simplify it for this conversation, that's appalling because that is that I think it's been proven that the prison system, the jail system does not reform people. Twenty years for inciting something like that is not gonna change that person. It's only going to create more taxation, more like more dependency on the like it's it's such a terrible law. It's going to create so many systemic problems in that culture. I really think that it's like, I don't know. I'm not like a economist or anything, but I think that's a really really terrible law. The from top to bottom, it shows the bigotry of that country to just just to put that on paper. 
I know I ranted right there. My apologies, but that's I, I definitely am very shocked by its flagrancy, and not to mention the how severe they're taking this. And well, with that being said, I think as Christians, it is good to bring awareness to this because I think it sets a higher precedent. Like, okay, are we saying as Christians that because the Lord says homosexuality is wrong, that we should kill these people or lock them in jail for twenty years? And pardon me, let me let me acknowledge right there what I just said, which I recognize as I said it. I never didn't want anybody to come out when I say these people. I in no way want to clap like act like I'm being offensive because I didn't I pray that people take and understand that I did not mean that in a derogatory way so but if we uh, have a community that just we regardless of whether people view them as right or wrong if we have that community and all of a sudden and I know this is happening abroad but in, in Uganda you said but still that right there is so dangerous to the world system because if they can all of a sudden scoop that I mean there's there's so many parallels to this to other major Holocaust events. That's all I'm going to say. Like this is this is terrible. So 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 here's the thing. If you're going to do this, I'd be okay with this under Christian values, okay? But here's the question that I have. If you're going to say this is this is because of Christian views, then why are we only targeting one group of people? Gay people are not the only ones that are having sex. Uh, brother, I, that's uh, one of what I love that question because it was in the room the whole time. And, you know, I love I just, that's hey, man, props to you for that awareness, because, yeah, how can we be such pickers and choosers? This does lend itself to the conversation we had last week and the awareness. I'm happy that you're bringing up, which is, yes, we cannot be hypocrites in this matter because they're they stand toe-to-toe -to -toe, those two things I, I i if i'm if you understand what i'm saying like the fence of of uh, straight people's sexual immorality is just as serious as homosexual immorality if, and i'm trying to say that with the most clarity i can and and so so if you're going to say uh individuals which i'm stuck here who transmit infections like hiv through same-sex relations, that is a distinct wow. and direct shot. Yup, yup. There is no room, no room, wiggle room for who they're pointing out. Yes, man. It is right. a direct shot. And again, yep. you you get AIDS through the uh, the what what how to through. Uh, I can't even get my words out. AIDS come, so if I get a cut, what I'm trying to say, like if I cut my arm and you cut your arm and we both touch each other and our bloods connect, yeah, we can get AIDS. Yep. You know, so 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 you're telling me that something that necessarily is not always transmitted because of sexual interactions. Because, again, if we get into a scrap, we can just get out, you and I, and just start scrapping, and we both get, you know, bloodied. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once, those, once our wounds touch, if you got something or if I got something, you're going to get it, and I'm going to get it. Yeah. You yeah. know, there was a big thing that came out back in the day with, with, with the wrestling world because they were doing all that bleeding, and people was getting stabbed and— oh, infections and so what'd you say oh no 
was just saying, yeah, that's a great example. I love that example. It's just a good example. Yeah. yeah. They were getting staph infections because, you know, especially down south, when, when they were doing all that bleeding and, and, and people had all those open wounds and they, they were just passing diseases around. So, so when you talk about transmitting infections, like gay people are the only ones in the world that's transmitting stuff. It, it, it just shows that we are creating a culture that is targeting this, this, this in some cases, and, and I don't even, I don't like to say this in some ways because I yeah. don't like to try to lump everybody in the same category, but you said it earlier, this is a modernized Holocaust. Or, it's got parallel. It certainly has, and I don't see anything less because in today's world we're slipping towards more and more control, more and more centralized uh, activities, and you might just say government, more and more centralized government everywhere. That seeing something like that take place on the world's like in a, in a country on a country scale is, and I and I know and I don't know much about Uganda even, but I'll just say just seeing it is appalling. And again, even really quickly to add to it, I think even just thoughts on that, which I think what you're everything you said I agree with, and I think it's not only I, I mean just everything you said I agree with. Like what it's, it's so direct, it's so appalling, apparent. Uh, it leaves no wiggle room. This this it's not like they put any hard dialogue in that sentence. That's a very clear sentence. So then, but let me even digress back to why I think this is actually on its level so wrong because and and, what, and go and pair it to what you said about the hypocrisy and just. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm just spitballing this as like a thought experiment partially to this, which is they're being so hypocritical, so judgmental towards this one sin is how I'll refer to it. Just flat and simple. So if we're going to judge sexual immorality, this is just one facet of it. So in that example, 20 years for such an action, I believe is so egregious. I believe it sets the bar. So when so when you make an, an, an action of being homosexual and having that that action such an, a high level offense, it doesn't take long before you then by due process get to okay. So if then by this illegal act of homosexuality a person transmits a disease there's there's capital punishment because they've already set the bar so high for this crime it's it's really a, a, a astonishing thing so then when so i think just even looking at that you have a lot of grounds to to balk at this and to really rebuke this which is Okay, we are out to love and to change, and yes, maybe set someone out to Satan so they can repent and have the flesh, you know, I forget the exact uh, passage, forgive me, but more or less, if someone needs to be to repent, then you may have to put them out to, in order for repentance to happen. But this, I believe, just is such an egregious law. And, and the fact that it stems with such an, a, a blatant, anti, like again, anti-homosexual act, you might as well. It could be said that in a similar justice system under this type of law, that if one person, like we discussed last week briefly, if one, if hypothetical, if someone, if, a, if me and Dakota were to get married and then I divorced her without grounds of sexual immorality and married another person, I'd be open to potential 20 years in, in prison for that. Sin. You wouldn't. She would. 
okay, forgive me. Probably you're right. Okay, probably you're right. But at the same, yeah, because of the culture, whatever. So, but you you get what I'm meaning in terms of it's it's hypocrisy. So I'm trying to actually. I, I think you said it best that how can we hold one sexual sin over another? Well, so can I can I can I point out something here? Yes, I'm very much eager to hear it because I'm just curious. So I just, I just find it outside okay, of them being gay. Here's Can you say that again? I just out, kind of, I didn't break it. Outside of them being gay. Yep. Here's the question that I want to pose to you. They're saying same-sex relations. So we're talking the fact that there are some couples in our world who the only thing they've done wrong is be gay. They haven't cheated. They haven't ran around. Some people did. I, I know two couples right now who did not lose their virginity until they were married. They've only been with one partner. Now, <laughs> let's be honest. Some of us can't say that. We've been hoes. And nobody's going around throwing us in jail. I mean, I, I'm not I don't want to put your business out. But, you know, let's ask the question. How many partners have we been with? So it's a thing that if you're going to criticize these people when the only thing to some degree that they have done wrong in the eyes of the faith is be gay, that's it. And we're going to kill them? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I get you. And this is why, actually, I think by all account, we must stand up and say something and create more create awareness because – Although we can have differing beliefs, although we can say as, you know, and I would say as a Christian, I would love to, you know, talk to this person. I love them. You know, I'm not going to, uh, I have gay people in my family and gay, you know, I, I'm around gay people in terms of, uh, you know, my, my close circle. So I understand the, that all that lifestyle, I understand when it's, you know, all the deep intricacies of it and how much it is a person. So how, again, this is why I actually think I don't profess to know anything. I'm only sitting here saying, okay, this is the word of the Lord. I myself am very far from perfect as you have spoken. Just what you said. I mean, you you set the bar in a, in a very intense way where we as Christians should be humbled and should go back to that, I believe, if, I, I'm not even going to say the verse, but that verse in John, I mean, not casting the first stone how dare we and especially in something like this to be so audacious as to put someone to death for something versus seeing their soul saved and and again giving them the opportunity to find jesus and live their life even so i mean this is i mean it is so multifaceted and doesn't even stem from wanting to change people it stems from wanting to protect people because we've jumped over a hurdle to okay this person is sinning and maybe their lifestyle i don't agree with and again it's not even about me it, it really comes down to like it or not, that is what's in the Bible and which says it so many times. But at the end of the day, we ju- this Uganda act has jumped to like just ascended to a place or descended, you might say, to a place so unreachable. So, like it's that again. Like I said, that's why to me the twenty year sentence is one of the most eye catching things because it sets the bar 
too high. It really points this out as a very, again, that to me points it out as a very targeted attack when you can see in America people even do deviant sexual crimes, malicious sexual crimes, and they'll get out closer to sooner than 20 years. So that right there shows, shows me there's something very strange going on. I look forward to reading the article for sure. And I'm happy that the awareness is getting out there here. And I hope we can continue talking about it to affect some where this is going. Because it's such a law being passed. Like you just you hope you never see it used. Well, so you asked the question earlier. Can you can you place it or trace it to uh, to uh, the church? Um Dr. Kapaya Kamo or Camo. I don't know why I do names. I should stop. Dr. KK. How about that? Yeah. Dr. KK, an Anglian priest and researcher at Boston. You know, we'll forgive him for being there because nobody likes Boston. <laughs> Those are the rats that you wasted all that daggone tea in the harbor. <sighs> Good Lipton gone. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Dr. KK, at Anglian, an Anglian priest and researcher at Boston University who studies the relationship between U.S. conservatism and African politics, American evangelism has played a crucial role, and he found it was, quote, used to demonize and, in fact, to kill in the country. Wow, that's that is graphic. That is graphic. What was this? What was the doctor's name? Doctor KK. You just let me say this. You don't have to go through the trouble. Just message me that. Message me that too as well. <laughs> what you just want this quote? Y- yeah, even just message me the quote and his names. I want to look into his work and such. We well, it's really all. It's all. Did you get the? Uh, did you get the? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the the. me. I can look. Let me check now. Yeah, if you got that, it's in there. Okay, wonderful. So, yes, I did get it, and I appreciate it. Okay, because more or less even, and this is something I'll even just say for the sake of listeners, for the sake of people out there, um, and for my soul to the Lord, because it really, I know this is something we spoke about often when I was first coming to the Lord, and even still being so, really just so young in my walk. You know, I'm so hungry and, and thirsting for that righteousness and wanting to live right and very eager for that exact question you asked of, what does it mean and what does it look like to be in the world but not of it? And that is that, that is like a what, what I'll just refer to as a thick tapestry that is weaved out, that needs to be weaved out. And it comes with love and faith and these type of conversations and, and working it out. So more or less even um, I kind of I kind of digressed even, but I definitely am just very eager to read the article. This is something I feel like going down its rabbit hole, pulling it out. I, I find I have loyalty to the Lord God first and foremost, but I recognize our fallen state. I don't I more or less my desires and I trust that I should share this with you even is again, first of all, bringing the awareness to the situation that regardless of who's doing what or where it's coming from, that at the end of the day, a halt should be put on this, awareness to protecting lives and to creating a more truth-driven world or world system. Or Because, I mean, obviously, again, that's, that's multi-plicit, and I'm not saying, again, this, this I think is one of those things that, again, especially for non-Christians, they might not understand. I think that, I know, and I think you come at this the same way, this isn't a, a mission, let's convert everyone. It's At this point, it's let's save lives 
the people are about to be killed potentially over something that is no, they should not be. That's just, it's not for me to say what that is. Anything more than um, I think it's a good natured thing and a good what a good human would do is to stand up for people who are being wrongly persecuted. Right. So so this article also uh paints the picture this doctor dr kk because i don't want to butcher his name i think it's kamoa or cam i I don't even want to do it um it says the hiv epidemic exacerbated uh this at the time where suddenly gay africans were quote presented as being responsible for hiv so they're basically saying that that it's because of the gays, which you know in the 80s when the when the AIDS epidemic popped off, they said, oh, it's just them African gay people, you know, which they then okay, found. Yeah, and, and again, I, while I would trust your uh, knowledge of that, it certainly does ring true based on what I've learned and heard about it. Also, I'll say very similarly eerie, and we can't, I feel like this is even more reason why looking into it, awareness, understanding what's going on over there, just at the very, for the best sake to help them, for the worst case, but for the, our benefit, for us to be informed and to be acknowledging of how that came to be, because it's so egregious. And uh, and more or less, it makes me think of even, and again, I'm not, a, I am certainly not a historian, but does it not sound true that when the when in Nazi Germany all of a sudden all the problems of Germany just turned into the Jews' fault? Uh, yep, yep, pretty much. Now, now here's something else that that's going to answer your question. You asked, is there any uh, way to prove it that the that the church was involved? Since yeah. 2015, right wing American evangelical Christian organizations that share quote or organization that, quote, share an anti-LGBTQIA, anti-abortion agenda, watch this, have now spent over $20 million in sub-Saharan Africa. Wow. And what a, what a rabbit hole it would be to go down where that money went. So, so, uh, so yep, it was the church right there. This came from Byline Times. That's a, a, a newspaper. I'm assuming that's what that is. Uh, that uh, did this investigation. So, you know, yes, it, 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 it's, it's the American culture. I went up here and uh, I think I saw it somewhere and I'm not going to spend time uh, doing that. Uh, oh, yeah, it says right here. Uh, Western LGBTQ movements. Let me move uh, this popped up. Western Western LGBTQ movements targeting Christian. No, that's not what I wanted. Uh, while the Western. So basically, they're 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 arguing here that the American culture is out once again to destroy. Because if you think about it, when you talk about modern slavery. Or you talk about just slavery in general. It was the West that invaded Africa and, and, and neighboring nations where all of the, the slaves from Britain, which Britain literally was uh, the, the king of slavery. They had like 
almost four million slaves at one point in time. Most folks think that that America was the the hardcore slave country, but it wasn't. It was Britain. But uh, all of those things came from Africa. They the the West. In some cases, violated Africa in that moment, and now they're violating Africa again. So there's always been a Western attack on Africa in in many ways, shape, or form, and this is just the the modern uh, uh, moment of, of reality that it, you know that we're just out to destroy any nation that we can, and then that's kind of just horrifying. It's just yeah, that is a really deep and uh, that's a really deep thing. It really makes me curious. It really makes me curious and I uh, feel for the people over there. I really feel for the people over there. That's a tough thing. And um, it's you know, I'm certainly just happy to have shared in the conversation and hopefully more can come from it in regards to keeping people obviously aware, keeping people updated and hopefully even just you know, a reversal of that and, and effective. Not like we can change the world per se, but but at the same time, I do. I'm going to be praying for that, of course, because such a, a thing. I certainly do. I agree with you. At the end of the day, because there's so many things wrong with it, you might you might ask yourself, like, okay, which which hills should I die on? Like, where should I focus my attention to to pointing out how devious or how absurd this is, how backwards this is. And uh, even biblically, I don't think they have grounds to support this by, and, and by that being said, certainly I'm not a, a theologian, but at the end of the day, I feel like the hypocrisy of it shows the lack, if anything, that's like what you said is the number one biblical driver, which is okay. Where is the equality among the justice, okay? So where, why are we, why, where is it coming from that this group and these harsh laws are going to be the the solution? You know, where where is that coming from even? Because I don't see any justification for that. So, um, and again, I look forward to reading the article. I'm happy, I appreciate you sending it to me. We can uh, hopefully, hopefully do something, uh, you know, greater, greater. In, uh, and let me even say this, I guess, and you know, just a quick question for something to think about for next week that, that just is on my mind. That phrase, in the world, the in the world, and then we pair it to the, the phrasings in the Bible, which certainly Paul makes it very clear that we are no longer tethered by the law. And this is obviously where you get into maybe like those of faith, dif- differences in faith. Right? You, you know, it's like measuring intent. You, who, who can, you, it's, it's hard to measure someone's faith aside from knowing them and seeing the fruit. So, but at the end of the day, what I'm really going is, should we as Christians be focusing on an activation standpoint, of course, and on, on a leader, in, being a leader, of course, but in effect, should we be using laws should we is it is it like and then i don't want to i guess maybe maybe the best way to do this would be to focus on this one kind of thing and i just i know i hope this question is making sense but i'm just curious like should chris as christians when we're wanting to make changes and be leaders in society and hopefully hopefully help the world but at the end of the day even just bring about uh you know changes that we want to bring about um is it something that we should do as a in this world just for lack of a better phrasing, because this is where I'm really struggling, should we do it community-based, or should we put pen to paper and seek legislation, you know, if that makes sense? I I, I realize, because the question was kind of loosely based, I wish I had pre- prepared more, but no, I hope it made sense. Um, yeah, I got to think about that. 
Yeah, well, that'd be a good question for next week. It just makes me think about this because honestly, with all with all reality, brother, the law that they're passing over there, I just it hurts my heart, and I pray it's not. I don't want to say a bluff, but I pray that they're not going to go around willy nilly and like just and start. This is one of those not one of those laws that they're starting hammering down on and really start clipping on because I think we can I know without a good example on mine there's all we all know those laws that are a little bit more lax a little bit more like okay maybe a cop will let you go if you're five miles over the limit or something like that but at the end of the day I hope I hope that's the case with this law it doesn't sound it sounds like there's something extreme going on and I hope we can figure it out more sort of deroute some things with it mm. well so to bring our time together uh, to a close, uh, John chapter eight. Uh, at the dawn, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me act like I can read, which I can't, but I'm gonna act like I can anyway. Um, at dawn, he went to the temple again, and all the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach. We're talking about Jesus here. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law of in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. So it's like, they don't really care about this woman. They're just out to get Jesus. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, the one without sin among you should be first the first to throw to throw a stone at her and with that i'm done amen that's a very apt verse let's praise the lord for his wisdom i can love that i think that that verse, even though I know there's like that uh, um, addendum, which you know it's not in early manuscripts. However, that is just so wise. It is uh, praise the Lord for that therapy and that that wisdom. All right, man. I'm going to get out of your hair. Uh, I uh, I'm glad we had this chat today, and uh, we will. Uh, I'm going to think about that 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 piece. If uh, you can, like, just text me, kind of that that question so that I can really think about what I'm, you know, thinking about. And, uh, I will. I'll try and shorten it down so it's not a paragraph, but yeah, I'll, throughout, later on today, I'll message, message that question. All right, man. And we'll, uh, we'll work on that next week. Excellent. Excellent. It was great talking to you, brother. Have a good day. You too, my friend. Yeah. Shorty loves it. Yeah. Loves that I'm a dog. Yeah. They don't want it. Yeah. They scared of what I know. Yeah. My friends, I think we, we can uh, put all this um, all this hard talk to bed and, and you know end with a light note it's day 85 that's the exit we're coming up on on the way to Kansas City where we're going to see uh, old uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, 
Travis Kelsey do one or two things. And on exit 85, we are met with Mr. George Kittle, born October 9, 1993. Uh, Of course, he's a football tight end for the San Francisco 49ers of the National Football League NFL. He played college football at Iowa and was drafted by the 49ers in the fifth round of the 21-7 NFL draft. Ah, let's see. Uh, Kittle was born in Madison, Wisconsin, of course, and moved to Iowa at a young age. He attended Iowa City West High School in Iowa City. Iowa Cedar Falls High School in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and Norman High School in Norman, Oklahoma. He committed to the University of Iowa to play football. His father, Bruce Kittle, also played at Iowa and is a former college football coach. Uh, You can look a little bit more about George Kittle, but I just want to get to the highlights. Uh, 6'4", 250 pounds. You know, everybody's about about that size. You know, 250 is not really that big of a boy. But then again, I mean, you're 6'4". He was uh, pick 146. So that tells you how much they get. They didn't give a shit about this boy. But now they're like, "Mm." San Francisco 49ers, 2017 to present. Still there. First team All-Pro, 19. Second team All-Pro, twice, 18 and 22. Four-time Pro Bowl, 18, 19, 21, and 22. Uh, Career NFL stats as of 2022. Receptions, 395 yards. No, excuse me. Receptions, 395 Receiving yards, 5,254. Receiving touchdowns, 31. Another note, during his college career, Kittle had 48 receptions and 737 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, you know. I'm 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 assuming it's because they're they're bigger people in the NFL other than George Kittle, but nonetheless, he was still a beast. Yes, was George Kittle. All right. Well, that's day 85, or should I say exit 85 that we're passing on the way to Kansas City. And you know what? Eh, I think that's a good place for us to pause today. How about it? We've been good. We've you know, we've we've had a little. It's been a hard day, mm-hmm. so we'll uh, we'll just let this go and and I'll thank you for caring for your friends and family. I'll thank you for sharing with your communities, and most importantly, I'll thank you for praying not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. I'm telling you, those Russians. They got kids too. Those those Ukrainian people. They got Syria. They got kids. They just they're happy people. It's, it's just the rich folks that's fighting. The little people have no idea. They're just doing what they're told. All right, we'll do this again. As I said, Lord willing, and the damn crick don't rise. Till then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Later's. I'm on my way. Might hit the club and I might stay, yeah Little chicken on my brand of steak, yeah Fresh for the mall, got him checking me, yeah Bet money ain't no nigga flyer Burn until I expire Spin it all, but you gotta be a rider
my my my